Beacon League, ladies and gents, what is going on? We got another week of the Beacon League podcast. We just wrapped up week eight of the NFL season, heading into week nine. We got a log jam at the top of the league. We got a toilet jam at the bottom of the league. <laughs> and the rest of it is a whole bunch of competition. So without further ado, let's spin that intro and get into this episode. What's going on? We are down uh, Mr. Sidney Dawkins tonight. Uh, he will be greatly missed, but he has some things he had to take care of. But uh, we got uh, Jordan with us. Yeah. And we got Marky Mark. It's your boy. <laughs> <laughs> of course, the proper intro for Mark. So how you guys, we'll, we'll start off on the personal note for it first. Mark, how did you, uh, how'd you do last week and how do you feel coming out uh, week for week nine? Thank God I was playing Brendan. That's how I feel about last week. And thank God I'm playing Todd Father this week. Like, my team is hurting right now. And, you know, Jehovah, he listens to prayers, and he saw my team was hurting. He sent me a gift from heaven this morning. But, you know, the black men never want to see you do well. They just want you to – they want to see you struggle. So, you know – but you know what I respect? I'm like, people realize I'm a legitimate threat. That's why they won't let me succeed. <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah. So just to give everybody a little insight into what Mark is so irate about, there was a trade that was vetoed today because it was wild, first of all. And Mark was trying to get Tyree Kill for some some random next year picks and all that stuff, bro. No, for Joe Flacco. Allegedly, next year pick it was for Joe Flacco. Mark, that's why he never come in a crime with a white man. I call Mark. I'm like, Negro, why would you tell him we're pick, we're picking for next year? Just say it's a even trade. <laughs> Dude, open this big mouth, bro. Joe Flacco's back hurts. He's out for six weeks. Bro, listen. If Mark O'Day say anything about the second round pick trying to save face, nobody would have known about it. My trade would have went through. <laughs> nah, Black Hole for Hill, we would have vetoed that too, bro. Bro, I, I, that junk rose an eyebrow for me. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Jordan, how did you fare last week, and how you feel about your team going into week nine? Oh, uh, we did good. We got Alpha last week. Uh huh. Um, so that's always solid. Um, we beat Hogan's Heroes. So it wasn't, um, you know, Mark's team struggling, so it wasn't a super big feat. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fashion that we beat them in, I was really happy with, uh, 243 to 169. Yeah, he waxed the boy. Yeah, so I'm happy. Um, we're getting to the point of my schedule where I'm starting to play some of the easier teams. I got Brandon this week, which, I mean, nothing's a cakewalk. Like, I do think Brandon's team is viable to go off mm-hmm. at any moment, but they're also viable to get Baldy for the third streak in a while, in a <laughs> row. So, um, you know, I'm not sleeping on his team, but I definitely think I should be able to take that. Um, so we, we, we're looking good. We're feeling good. Nice, nice. I'm feeling good, uh, pretty good, too, with uh, Big Dak Energy. My team finally, by all not my, by not too much. I'm in first place right now, just for the for points. But uh, we do have a four way tie at the top of the league, fellas. So the, what happened last week? Tyler was in first and has been in 
toggling between first, second, and third for most of the most of the year. Uh, but he drops from one all the way to four after this week's uh, loss to Kendall. Now uh, last week's loss to Kendall, excuse me. Um, but with the the top four being myself, Jordan, uh, Sid, and Tyler, is the top four locked up for the playoffs? Mark, what do you think? Um, I would say yes. It'd be a it'd be surprising to see if any of these guys, um, you know, have a downfall. You look at from the bottom of the four. Honey Badger has like a super team, which I was just right before we started recording. When I saw Sid was in front of him, I was just flabbergasted. <laughs> um, but Honey Badger, you look at Honey Badger's lineup; it's studs after studs after studs. He's made some really good trades. I gotta give the kid credit for that. I hate trading with him because he's very greedy. Um, beats by DeAndre. What the heck? But hey, he's number three right now. Half Chubb is super team half Chubb coalition. Um, freaking co- you know, Russia colluding, you know, the whole nine yard and big Jack energy. Hey, man, the number shows it. The highest scoring guy in the you know, he had he went through uh a week or two where. He was having a rough patch. He caught that L from um, the your champ, but um, I'm just annoyed I'm not in the top three. But hey, that's neither here or there. Oh wait, if Honey Badger loses, I'm I'm gonna be in the top four. Great. All right. Cool. Yeah. So so do you think the top four is locked up or not? <laughs> no, nah, it's not because Honey Badger's gonna lose and your boy's gonna be in there. Hey yo, there you go. There's that. That ain't big Dak energy, but that's some good energy right there. Um, I personally do think that the top four is locked up. Um, I mean, I also think that all four of those teams are about to lose another game because that'd be crazy to go. Only two losses on a fantasy season. Yeah, You don't see that a lot. But um, I do think points-wise and how they're built, those four teams should be able to keep those top four um, playoff spots. Not that that really means anything like during the during the playoffs because it's fantasy football, but I do think those four teams will uh, hold those spots. Jordan, what do you think? Yeah, I definitely think the top four is a sure lock, but I'd even go far, and I hate giving this man compliments, but I do think we should throw a fifth team in the mix, and I do think Mark's team is a sure lock for playoff. Yeah. Um, Mark's team, it, like this year, the top four is – I personally think it's fun because – it is no one team that just looks like they're clear above the rest. And even though we like to talk about the top four a lot there, I do think Mark's team deserves to be in that discussion with the top four. Um, like I said, just the way it shakes up is, I mean, you can only have four. So someone's got to be in that number five spot, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't see Mark's team staying in that number five spot. I do see him taking the four or even the three um, at some point of this season. Uh, and I think he does finish with either the three or the four. Um, now, who that pushes out, that is what's going to be very interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. Mark does have a really solid team. You got, you know, you got Joe Flacco and. Mark, you've proven, I mean, you won the league obviously last year and then you've proven that you can be in a top five team with. Uh, rostering two defenses and two d- 
defensive players, which I, I personally don't like doing that because uh, I feel like that shortens my bench. But you're making it work, bro. So keep, <laughs> keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> um, all right, good. So right now in the league, there's nobody statistically locked up into a playoff spot. Obviously, it's only week. Uh, we just finished up week eight and we're going into week nine of the season. But there's kind of a, a toilet gym, as I alluded to earlier, at the bottom uh, of the league. But who has the best chance of locking up a spot out of those four teams? Because obviously the top the top eight make it, bottom four don't. Which one of those teams you guys think could sneak out and make it into the playoffs? Jordan, we'll start with you. Um, so I've been an advocate for this boy since the very beginning. I still think Brandon's team can take that number eight spot. Um, like I said, I don't think his team is super – um impressive this season but i do think that he can surprise a lot and possibly take that number eight spot especially if perry goes on a losing streak hogan's heroes um they got a tough schedule ahead of them so they got to get some big wins underneath their belt if they're not able to do that i do think brandon has the better team out of those two um once again like i talked on the last podcast i think brandon has just been getting super unfortunate um, when you look at the points against, you look at Brandon, he has 1384, which is the third highest points against him. Um, like I said, I don't think that puts him in the top four, but I definitely think that puts him anywhere between like the seven and the eighth spot. Um, so I can see Brandon making a nice little run. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you. I think uh, the team is Brandon's as well. I like how he changed his uh, avatar and his name this week. Yeah. <laughs> Once alpha, now bald. He pretty much, is that him just like mailing it in and giving himself the baldy? Or what's up with, yeah. <laughs> what's up with that team name? But And now both of the Sims got the crying frog face as the avatars. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I do think uh, Brandon's team is a pretty solid team. We got Cooper and DJ Chark, who I believe are both top well, at least top 20 uh, receivers in the league for fantasy points this year. Uh, definitely Cooper. I think he's top 10. Uh, he's got Zeke still. He's got Hollywood Brown in the lineup. Kyler Murray has his super flex. So he's got a real solid team. And again, I think Mark O's team is shaky. And the the team in Perry, who's holding the eight spot right now, uh, has some question marks on his roster too, so he could fall out at any point. And all those teams that are ahead of Brandon, it's r- literally only a game uh, apart, it's not like he's one and seven, and those dudes are four and four. So yeah, right. uh, de- yeah, definitely some movement uh, can be possible for that eight spot, and I think it's Brandon. Mark, what do you think? Um, looking at it, man, I'm just looking at the point. I know we, a lot of time we look at people said point scored against is their tough break. I look at guys also who puts up numbers themselves. If you if Mark O won two extra games, he'd be in the seventh spot right now as we speak. Yeah. You look at Mark O's team, he has 1,277 um, points. Um, actually, Durantel is beating him by 1,277 and uh, 0.84 out of it, but he definitely is a top eight team with just one and two extra games. Yeah. All the kid really needs is a low winning streak. Now, with two MVP quarterbacks on the roster, MVP caliber quarterback on his roster, um, a receiver that he almost didn't have, shouldn't have on his roster. Um, I can see Mark O catching a break. He's just a break away from having the points differential 
thrusting him into the a top seventeen. So that's my if there's one team I, I would expect. I mean, Enley's looking like the New York Jets of the um of the Beacon League. All all height, no productivity. Kango's wasting everybody's time. Um Brendan just honestly like Again, one of my favorite human beings in the world, but I don't think he gets it. Um, and Perry just has bad luck. So, and that's why if there's anyone in that bottom eight, um, the bottom four, that's like, oh my God, what are you doing down there? It's Mark O. And that's why I feel like if anyone could get themselves out of there, he's the only one with the roster and the knowledge to get himself out of there. Yeah, I agree with that. Hey, that's, a, that's a pretty good point, Mark. I, I didn't really think of it much past the... Um, Past the points and looking at the roster, but the the GM that's holding the team that's in the bottom four is you got to really take that into consideration. Yeah. All right. So what we were able to do this week before the podcast is we threw together, um, went through all the the numbers and stuff for this week for uh, this year and looked at all the top performers so far, uh, halfway through the season. So we did an all fantasy team, uh, all fantasy beacon team pretty much uh through week eight with our scoring system and everything so we'll read it off so the quarterback this is we'll do the full roster so quarterback three receivers two backs a tight end flex super flex a defensive team and an individual player so we got deshaun watson at quarterback uh three receivers michael thomas cooper cup chris godwin the two backs christian mccaffrey and dalvin cook the tight end austin hooper the flex aaron jones the super flex, Russell Wilson, the defensive team, the Patriots, and the individual defensive player, Jamie Collins. So, so far through halfway through the season, what's the biggest surprise to you on the roster? Mark, we'll start off with you. Um, Jamie Collins, you know, and he attests to why Bill Belichick is just a guy that knows how to exploit people's talent. You look at Jamie Collins pre-Browns, was our world. He was the Jamie Collins we're seeing right now again. He got sent to Cleveland, was garbage, and then came back to uh, New England. All of a sudden, he's in the conversation for defensive MVP. So, I mean, that whole, aside from him, um, who else did you say? The tight end, what's his name again? Austin Hooper, I, I guess, you know, Kelsey has always had – Kelsey and Gronk have always been holding that down. So, I mean, that's a surprise um, there also. But you want to talk about a surprise is that bum in Philadelphia. Um, <laughs> waste of a third-round pick. Yeah, boy. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> Everybody, welcome Sydney Daddy Dawkins to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what up, my brother? Boy. <laughs> How we doing sit, up here, guys? Sit, sit, put his foot down and dummy, I'm going to go talk with the boys. <laughs> sit got Back podcasting to, to do. I like it. <laughs> How we doing, brothers? I'm doing great, man. How about y'all? Excellent. Hey, uh, doing good? Sir, I got Ooh. one question for you. Ooh, what's up? What the hell are you doing in the top three? <laughs> you know what's funny about that, uh, keep pounding. You actually got on me about points last week. And uh, I think last time I checked, I'm averaging the second most points in yes, the league right now. You're doing well. Congratulations. 
Nah, but go for ahead, go, take, go take a, go take a picture at the end of the end zone. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but um, honestly, it, it feels good, man. Finally, uh, my receivers are are playing like the way I drafted them. Um, I didn't take a running back in the first round or the second round. Went wide receiver heavy, um, and now it's starting to pay dividends. So I'm I'm very happy with my team. Mark's not, but he'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we, uh, you jumping in at a good time because we're getting on that topic of that, um, the all fantasy team that we nice. to put together. So, Mark, Mark, you were just saying that Austin Hooper surprised you, right? I didn't catch the other player that you said. Just so we um, no, nah, no, nah, I said Jamie Collins is the biggest surprise, oh, okay. but I could also say Austin Hooper's, yep. Okay, Sid, uh, look, did you get a chance to look at that roster? And if you did, who do you think, well, who surprised you the most of it? Um, the biggest surprise for me was Cooper Cup because he was on my radar um, for this year, but you know, coming off an ACL injury, which you know ended a lot of careers, I thought he would be okay. But he's actually playing better than he has in his entire NFL career. So, I mean, I think he's just coming off a 220 yard game. Yep. I mean, he he's just. He's absolutely ridiculous this year, and it's honestly, it sucks for anyone who picked up other Rams players because Cooper Cup is pretty much the only one to own on the Rams offense. Jared Goff, too, but Cooper Cup's the most consistent, probably wide receiver besides Michael Thomas in the league this year. So if you got him, I don't even think we've seen Cooper Cup's ceiling yet, so he's the... Definitely the biggest surprise for me. Yeah, Jordan, who do you have surprising on this roster? Yeah, so for me, it's going to be um, Aaron Jones. And I think it, it's, it's easy for me to pick Aaron Jones because he's on my roster. So I've been able to kind of watch him. And I got him in the third, but I did not think he was going to produce the way he is. Um, and I think it's largely is being attributed to his involvement in the receiving game this year. Yeah. I did not expect... Um, Aaron Jones to be involved in the receiving game as much as he has been um, to the point where Devontae Adams is out and it looks like Aaron Rodgers is relying on Aaron Jones to pick up those short yardage uh, throws that he normally would be delivering to Devontae Adams um, and so I mean the guy's breaking off like crazy games he's breaking off 40 pointers he's breaking off 30 pointers I mean, the guys, the guy has scored only single digits, I think, once this year. Um, and everything else has been like 15 and above. Like, he's killing it. Um, I just wasn't expect. I thought he would be good, but I didn't think he would be close to an RB1 um, as he's been performing so far. Yeah, that was that was one of my guys, too, because I was I was looking at him hoping that he would drop to the fourth round, but thinking that he would just like um, – capitalize on when Aaron Rodgers wasn't throwing to Devontae Adams or MVS or whatever other receivers that he has to to use that he would get a whole bunch of that ground game with a little you know a little uh screen passes and stuff like that and he'd be a decent uh RB2 but he has taken off in the receiving I think he had what 157 yards receiving last week, yeah. last week or something like that yep. and he tore up the my Cowboys for four touchdowns so I'm like mm-hmm. this dude Aaron Jones is going off but um the other player that surprised me not as well okay I'm assuming everybody was surprised at the 
Patriots are scoring this much fantasy points. Yeah, and of course. Like, I picked them, like, yeah, they're going to have a better defense than they did last year. They got some heavy hitters back. They're going to be a good defense, but I didn't think they'd be, like, they're, like, top 25 out of, like, all players Yeah, fantasy points. Like, it's insane. They had a crazy stat the other day when they were playing the game. They said that if the offense never took the field, that the Patriots would still be 4-2-1 and one right now <laughs> if the defense only played all these games. Like, that's crazy, yeah, that's dude. Insane. I talk to a, um, a lot of people at work and a lot of other people who play fantasy. They said that in every league that they're in, the person with the New England Patriots defense is number one. And yeah. look who's number one this week. Yep. That's crazy. That's crazy. Well, I, 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 vote, I, I vote. I vote. Strategic draft, draft choice either. I was just picking them just to pick them. I've, I've always said, I've, yeah, I've always said that it comes down to winning in fantasy football comes out to when your matchup versus the other person's matchup, whoever has the um, the edge, the competitive po- edge in terms of points, that's what's going to do well. And that's where you'll notice most defensive are sitting there. If your defense gives you 10 points, you're, you're doing, uh, you know, jumping jacks outside. And you got Drew who's getting 20 points. It's like, oh, man, that's a bad week for me. So it's always going to be, you know, it's, it's just that, diff- that difference is really worth a lot of time games are going to come down to it. You might have a receiver did 20, his receiver did 23, your running back did 15, his running back did seven. But when you look at the difference between your defensive points versus his defensive points, that's a lot of time where people are losing games to him. Mm-hmm. I don't even like the Patriots. Like, I'm not a Patriots fan. I just took the the shot. Like, all right, let's just, let's just roll with them. They're going to be a top 10 defense at least, but... They're they're killing it. But the other the other uh player that surprised me was uh Chris Godwin. I didn't expect I know he's good and I knew he was gonna have a breakout campaign. I just didn't expect it to be like this. Like I'm thinking, okay, he's still got Mike Evans there. They still have, well, going into the season I thought OJ Howard was gonna be a top, top five. <laughs> yeah, we all thought that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, okay, so Jameis Winston has some weapons to get the ball out to. I didn't think Chris Godwin was gonna have anywhere near top 10 receiver numbers and he's number three right now at all receivers so he definitely is a breakout candidate for me and uh definitely killing it for wide receivers who, who owns chris godwin is it um kendall uh i think it's perry oh perry Long off it. yeah <laughs> so um so yeah definitely a good we'll see how the, the season ends with that whether that roster stays the same i doubt all of these names will be up there, but some of them are shooting. I think Christian McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook will probably keep that one and two. Yeah, they'll be there. Yeah, they, they, oh, they, yeah. yeah, they're over that. But um, All right, so this week coming up, week nine of our league, of the NFL season, there's a really big game coming up for mm-hmm. Perry and Mark O. Now, I believe, let me just check what, the seeding is, yep. So Perry's at, at eight and Mark O is at nine. And we don't always follow the, the Yahoo projections, but it's literally a split right now for points. Mm-hmm. Um, who do you guys think is going to win? And who does this, who's, if, if one of these teams, well, one of these teams will lose, but which uh, team would hurt more if they lost right now? Jordan, we'll start with you. Um, so I got Hogan's Heroes taking this game. Um, I think he gets out of this rut, and uh, you look at his team. You got Jacoby Brissett versus Pittsburgh. Um, 
I do think that that will not a complete shootout, but I do think that that game will be there's going to be multiple touchdowns scored in that game, you know. Um, and I think Jacoby Brissett would be a part of that game a lot. Um, you do see his his receivers are all facing really good defenses. Uh, but then you go and you see his running backs are all playing defenses that aren't that great against the run. Um, so and I think Aaron Rodgers, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to light um, the Chargers up. I really oh, think yeah. it's going <laughs> to, I think it's going to be ugly. Aaron Rodgers is in his bag right now. Um, and so I think that's, that's going to be big for him. I think Perry also has some hitters, but I just think Mark is going to have more guys that hit versus their matchups than Perry does. Um, which... I do think that hurts Perry more uh, because that pushes him outside the, of that top eight. And right. That, I believe that. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. So that pushes him outside of the top eight and it might be a, a, a claw and tooth and nail and everything to get back <laughs> up into it. Uh, so at this stage of the game, if you got a top eight spot, you want to hold on to that for everything you got. Yeah, I, I would I would agree. I think um, Mark O is going to pull this one off, and I think that the, I think the lowest Perry can go points wise. Well, like right now, we don't know the the results of the ten, eleven, and twelve um, slot games are, but he would fall automatically to nine. If he loses, obviously, because Mark will put up more points than him. But mm-hmm. I, I just don't. I have more belief in Mark O's managerial skills to get to eight, the eight spot and then keep it. I don't know if Perry would be able to recuperate from being at nine with Brandon right on his heels and having Mark O and Kendall right in front of him to try to climb back into the bottom of the playoff spot. So I think this is. As much of a must-win as you can have going into just week nine, I think this is a must-win week for Perry. I hope he, I hope he can pull it off. I just, I don't know, not with the way Aaron Rodgers is playing right now, and how he's. I mean, Perry got Sam Darnold starting that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, versus Miami. Yeah, I know. He's just gonna. See, don't matter. He's gonna see swimming ghosts now instead of. <laughs> yeah, it don't matter. So I, I don't, I don't know. That just scares me. But I think, uh, I think Mark will pull this one off, and hope, hopefully Perry does, and he keeps his playoff spot for now. But uh, say, what do you think? Uh, I'm gonna agree with you and Jordan. I think Hogan's Heroes wins this simply because I think they're gonna be locked up pretty much with their skill players. But when it comes to the quarterbacks, I think that um, Hogan's Heroes actually doubles whatever Perry the team is going to produce. Ooh. I don't like uh, Matt Moore versus Minnesota at all. Yeah, me neither. Um, and, uh, I don't care where they are. And not to mention, um, Kansas City has lost pretty much all their home games this season. And then we got Sam Darnold, who I think they're just going to feed Levy versus Miami, to be honest. yeah, I, They're averaging less than 200. Um, all total yards a game. I just don't see that really being a great offensive game. I think that's one that's going to be ugly. Um, however, I do feel this is probably Perry's most important game of his fantasy career because he hasn't made playoffs once in Beacon League. And for him to be looking, on, about to be looking on the outside in, because I think Mark's team is going to make a run for it. Um, Mahomes is coming back. 
which uh, boosted up Tyreek Hill's uh, what's uh, his play. And then he had he still got Mahomes, and Aaron Rodgers is finally playing like he was worth uh, where he was picked at in this draft. So I think if Perry wants to make the playoffs, he absolutely has to win this game, and then he has to do something before the deadline that will carry him through the first round of the playoffs. Otherwise, I mean, this is the worst week to have Goff and Kamara on his bench yeah. on his most important game, but yeah. I, I don't really see him pulling this one. Mark, what's your take on this matchup? I'm um, looking at it. I'm I'm gonna be the first one to go the um opposite of everyone else. I'm liking Perry. All right, reason. <clears throat> I'm I'm just gonna go down this um lineup real quickly. Um, you got Jacoby Brissett, rookie quarterback. Realistically, hasn't been doing that's doing it, and this is gonna be a game where the Steelers and the um. Colts are going to put in a game plan on who's going to run the ball the best. And that's the team that's going to win that game. So I'm not expecting Jacoby Brissett to put a big wowing numbers in that game. Now, Sam Darnold is is a guy who needs a bounce back game like yesterday. Mm -hmm. Like, he's had a few bad weeks. And what better team to get your mojo right on than Miami? It's always, listen, think about it. When you need to feel better about yourself, you go beat up on your little brother, right? You beat up on the weaker talents. And I'm looking, and Sam Donald right now has a confidence issue. And Adam Gaze knows this is a game where, you know, worse comes to worse, it could always go back to Levy. But he's also going to try to use, because you got to realize, I don't know if you watched that Pittsburgh versus Miami game. Miami's weakness is really their defensive backfield. I don't think they had a guy in that defensive back for that played even Division Three football um, in college. Like, and, that, and, that and, I, and, yeah. and think about the last team that Sam Donald played that has a terrible defensive backfield, and especially a terrible safety. Yeah. Who was it? The Dallas Cowboys, and he ripped them apart because Dallas don't have a safety. Now, we go down to Odell Beckham versus Denver. That's a team that's going through it right now. And I like that matchup. Tariq Hill versus Minnesota. Minnesota's one of the best defense in the NFL. So, listen, again, everybody on Perry's lineup has something to prove this week. The Browns, after losing to the Patriots, they're they're on panic mode. And I think Odell must probably have a breakout game. Chris Godwin, Tampa needs a breakout game. And Seattle, trust me, that defense hasn't been good. It's been the offense carrying that team. Mm -hmm. DJ Moore? No, nothing said there. He sucks. Uh, <laughs> you don't want to Derek, comment on that? <laughs> nah, he sucks. Derrick Henry is going to go against the number one run defense in the NFL. So I don't, I'm not expecting much <laughs> out of these two guys right there. Um, Carlos Hyde, Jacksonville suck. Look up. Christian McCaffrey put up 50 points with them. Ain't even play a full game. So I expect Carlos Hyde to have a really good game here. Eric Ebron. Uh, whatever. Mohamed Sanu, I think this is going to be his breakout game. Moore is another weak point for him. But you look at the defense, they match up pretty well. The defensive players match up pretty well. So because of the guys Perry have on his team that have so much to prove this week, I think that's going to be the week where he wins. And honestly, he's the one with the most to lose. That's one thing I will agree with you guys on. Because, you know, Mark, oh, up until people, you know, ruined it for me, um, was ready to give up on the season. So. He won't make playoffs. You heard it here first. Who? Mark, oh. 
Oh, hot take. Hot, hot take. <laughs> oh, shoot. Wait, so who said, who do you think out of the bottom teams are going to make it? Do you, out of the bottom teams. Well, bottom I'll tell you four, one thing. The, the bottom four, you think any of those teams are going to make the playoffs? If, if it's not Mark, it's going to be the alpha. And I'm, I'm really proud of Enley. What? I, what? I'm telling you. That I'm man really, is on dust. No, no. <laughs> I'm proud of Enley. How? Extremely. I like his quarterbacks going forward. I like Devontae. I like the trade for Devontae Freeman. And I like Kenyon Drake. Oh, you his, drunk, drunk. Well, look, well, look at his competition. We got Kangle who's sitting at one and seven who's starting on Cole Beasley. <laughs> <laughs> we got Brandon, which I'm extremely disappointed in for someone who claims to be competitive. Started five people who didn't play last week. Hey, he was helping a brother out. And then we got, and then we have Hogan's Heroes in the Alpha. And I, I don't think Perry's making playoffs. So it's going to be one of them. Wow. I should, let's mark this down. Uh, Halloween Eve. Halloween Eve. <laughs> <laughs> we coming back to this, too. Yeah, that alpha. Enley, I'm rooting for you. Yo, week 14 podcast. We're putting it, put it bookmarks this. We're coming back to this thing. (laughs) Please do. I wonder how how much Enley paid him for this (laughs) take. Yo, say something good about me on the podcast, yo. (laughs) Make Enley relevant again. (laughs) Say something good about me, bro. Yo, Enley, we love you, bro. <laughs> All right, so real quick, let's just go through our the podcasters' uh, matchups. I'll go with mine first, Durantula versus myself. I don't, I think I might go down this week, fellas. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to put up the points, but I think Kendall's going to put up some more points. And I have Ron, Matt Ryan and Julio, my two Falcons. Mason Rudolph. He got you, brother. He got you. <laughs> Yo, uh, and I got hard hitting Witten as my tight end. I, I don't know. I'm just not. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not too confident about this week. Um, but you know, it's fantasy, so anything can happen. Uh, you put, wow, Sid, this is your ploy, huh? You playing Enley this week, bro? <laughs> <laughs> That's why you saucing him up. Though. Talk up the defense, brother. So, so that makes Sid's victory looks even sweeter. <laughs> Um, I think so. I think this is a... <laughs> Yo, listen, you're allowed to be arrogant. <laughs> I think especially because of, um, you know, he's starting Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, Larry Fitzgerald, who hasn't even seen Pater since week two. I think, uh, <laughs> I think I'm okay this week. Yeah, he got two Fitzes on his team, bro. You straight. Yeah. All right, uh... <laughs> Jordan, you got uh, your boy Bangarang. What you think? Uh, yeah, I, I think I should get this one. Um, but I, I don't sleep. Like I said, I talk very highly about Brandon because I do think his team can break out at any moment. So, you know, I'm not sleeping on his team. Plus, I don't got my secret weapon, Cooper Cup, with me this week. I'm Cooper. Crazy, so, this will, be a, this will be a tough one. Hopefully, Devontae Adams will start this week and he can fill in some of, the, some of Cooper Cup's uh, load. But I think I should be able to take it. Mark, how much you going to Man, I'm playing the Alpha Slayer. Now, <laughs> this nigga, he has every, every other every every other two weeks, 
he has a blowout game, and he's about due for his blowout game. <laughs> so, <laughs> the good news is Michael Thomas has a bye this week. Uh, <laughs> I've been the only one that saved you. Big fact. <laughs> That's yeah, my saving grace. You don't got to play Michael or Thomas talk or Gurley. Todd Gurley. Or Andy Dalton. Yep. <laughs> Boy, he bets, so. so, with that being said, man, hey, man, it, it, it feels good to be 6-3. and three. <laughs> yeah, I would have spoken man. I think that Todd Father wants revenge for his for his championship loss last year. <laughs> Can you believe that's a championship rematch? Oh my god, this is bad. <laughs> what? Pretty well. They said gonna blow him out, but yeah. I think I think that should happen. Yeah, you got it. You got it. But alright, fellas. Yeah, six and three. <laughs> Uh, good job tonight, fellas. Again, this will be, you'll be listening to this, obviously, but we'll post this soon. Uh, we'll get right back at it next week. So, uh, yeah, boy. It's your boy. It's your boy. <laughs> Peace.